Hello, welcome to the Critical Obsession podcast. My name is Mirella. And I'm Zoe. And today we're going to talk about episode 8 of Cooking Crush. Let's talk about episode 8 of Cooking Crush. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I feel like... (laughs) I feel like maybe what what I noticed when I was doing my rewatch for this is that maybe I'm, like, slightly traumatised from last Twilight episode 11. <laughs> because, because, like, I was fine while I was watching it, and then at the end I was way more triggered than I was the first time I watched this. And I'm just like, why is everything so hard? <laughs> yes, yes, me too. Like, the first time I watched it, I knew I was, I would not react that way. Um, if it weren't for the last Twilight episode, because I was so emotional, and the second on my second watch, I couldn't even get through it. Mm. I had to skip through the hard, the hard stuff. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's funny that like it's just yeah. I feel like I feel like I feel like my word is that slightly. I'm really traumatized after this episode. (laughs) I feel like this week, like there was a lot of shows that just ended or had major like traumatic moments in them, and so I feel like everybody, like even if you're not watching like Last Twilight or you're not watching Cooking Crush or what, like I feel like everybody who's watching something this week Uh was traumatized. We're in the tragic era. Yeah, I feel like we were all like traumatized on like a, a a global scale. We were just it was just it didn't matter what you were watching, it was traumatic. Yeah, you just had to escape it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so factor that into I'm not really sure how this, this podcast is gonna go because I was there was a few <laughs> things I noticed re watching it though that <sighs> It's going to sound really like if I was if I was not me I would want to slap me for what I'm about to say. Mm. But this episode we didn't have any of the weird editing. Mhm. that we've seen in previous episodes. Yeah. And funnily enough, I actually found it really jarring <laughs> that it was missing. You know, I know it wasn't there was no weird editing, but I feel like the weird editing from the previous episode had an impact on this um, on this episode. Yeah, because well, yeah, so the conflict of, of them not talking this episode felt a bit out of the blue for me because I think it um, would have fit the storyline where Doc hasn't asked for that dish um, from Prem and Prem actually left it in the car, you know, as mm. uh, as a surprise, and that way. You know, they haven't communicated well, you know, but because they did talk, the flow is not that smooth and it's okay. It does feed the characters, but not at this exact moment of their relationship, not uh, with the way they left it off. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree with that. I feel like the, although it was really funny, this like scene that we got sort of in the middle with the bantering back and forth between mm-hmm. um, Matha and Fire Trance, you know, transferring the, the, the messages between the two of them, that was more like something you would have expected to happen before they had told each other yeah. how much they cared about yeah. each other. Mm. Because they avoided, avoided misunderstanding so skillfully and suddenly what, they don't talk? Suddenly yeah. they... Yeah, yeah, so... 
So I, you know, I agree with that. Editing, but there's echoes. There's echoes from uh, the editing from the previous episodes, and you can you can yeah. feel them in this one. And maybe maybe that's what it was. I don't know, but it was definitely there was there was a couple of things that I, I felt were noticeably absent, and one was the the weird editing. Um, mm-hmm. And as you said, even though the, it was missing, it did still affect it. So that that's an mm-hmm. interesting take on it too. The other thing is, is we didn't really get any animation either. Oh, no animation. Yeah. Sad. Kind of, well, it's weird to me that they didn't do it because there were a couple of moments where they definitely could have done it like to to add to like the humour of certain scenes and stuff and it wouldn't have been like over the top or out of expectations because they've been using it like throughout the show this episode is a bit more serious than the other ones it even is. though there's this moment with the running back, back and forth uh with the messages but it's still it's not them being funny it's the friends being funny yeah well see that's what i'm talking they could have used the animation with the friends you know what i mean or like when they mm. were at the at the temple like you could have done some animation there for example um, but isn't animation a tan thing usually? Um, no, they used the animation too when um like Chef was describing the basil, the different types of basil. So they oh, have really? used it with yeah, they have used it with other that. characters, yeah. Um and things like that. I mean it's primarily the imagination stuff and all that is primarily yeah, yeah, yeah. like mm-hmm. when he goes yeah. into his like yeah. So I mean I get what you're saying. It's a serious episode. But to me, that coupled with the change in the editing, it almost felt like a different show in terms of the way it was presented. Uh Uh-huh. So that kind of was a bit like I found that a little jarring, um, which is (laughs) funny because like we, like last week we were complaining about the editing and now I'm like. Where's the editing? Where's the the editing? (laughs) Like what's going on? Why have you lied to us? Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, I guess we should sort of go back to the start and have a bit of a chat about things as they come up. So the episode starts. My question question is, like, they are checking the results to the contest to see who got in. And why torture yourself like that and reveal the list slowly? I mean... Well, I mean, I, maybe it's one of those things. They are a fan of that show. I mean, you remember how dramatic the reveal is for who wins? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so maybe that's, like, part of the point. <laughs> yeah. So, but, yeah, so we have the competition reveal, and they made it. And Dynamite wants to share the news with Fire, which is, like, so cute. And Sam C with his parents. And Prem, obviously, with 10, but, like, he can't. So he can't enjoy this good news. So... <laughs> And I, like then we have like dynamite remembering his status with fire, so he decides not to tell him. And of course, he wouldn't yeah. have been able to. He wouldn't actually have been able to anyway because fire was actually at his parents' place. I love you know, I I I, I like the fact that he decided not to share the news with fire. Although he did leave that note on the door, you know, good thing. Is so- good thing. Good thing dynamite has a bit of a writer's clairvoyance clairvoyance yeah. and he's three steps ahead of fire because otherwise fire would never catch up to him yeah i feel like that that note is so passive aggressive it's hilarious um yeah. But yeah so of course we get this scene of fire being you know praised by his mom for being manly and she talks I about really how like he'd be a- sorry 
I really love that scene. Yeah, it's a good scene. And mm-hmm. how, you know, what a good catch he would be for, like, any girl. Mm-hmm. And he, he remembers girl. the conversation with Jane about making his own decisions and making his own happiness. And you, he wants to tell her. Yeah. But he's too afraid. You know, I was hopeful it would happen. You know, I, d- I don't want him to get caught in a vulnerable position and for it to feel like a secret, secret that he's been hiding and suddenly, oh, you know. I think also it would be really nice and refreshing to see a show where, like, because probably where this is going to go is, like, they'll get together and then she'll find out and she'll either, she'll either be pissed and there'll be drama or she'll be completely accepting of, of it and whatever. But it would be really nice to have a scene, like, have a show where the person, and I know this is not always, don't get me wrong, you know, I have, I have my, like, I'm, this is not for you, this is, like, for listeners. And I'm like, don't come at me, I have my own coming out story. But I know not everybody can do that, but it would be nice to have a scene where he sits his mum down and tells her rather than like her walking on them or something and exactly it's way more confronting for her that way like people react like stupidly sometimes when they're showing something that maybe they're not ready for or they had no idea was coming mm-hmm. um and so it doesn't necessarily mean that they're they feel negatively about something but maybe because they're not given the opportunity to approach it in a you know, calm manner, it blows yeah. into, you know, epic drama and it doesn't really need to be like that. Or mm-hmm. it just perpetuates this idea of like how scary things are. And don't get me wrong, I get it, it's scary. I was I'm very lucky. I have a family who was, you know, very accepting of me. But um and so I can't even begin to, you know, know what it's like to not be in that situation, to be perhaps in a situation like him where I really am afraid that you know maybe they won't have a bad reaction maybe yeah maybe there'll be a bad reaction so but I just think it would be really refreshing too because it's always they're always caught aren't they like they're always caught by the parents this is what I I really I really hope they don't do that yeah or they'll or if not caught by the parents then you know like there's a bad character or like in the in the old days of BL, it would have been the jealous girl would have like sent photos or something to the parents exposing their relationship. It would be really nice to have him actually sit down and talk to her because I feel like he respects her. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, he's afraid of her clearly, but I feel like he also loves and respects her. So it would be really nice for them to have a conversation. Um. And one of the things that this show has done really, really well is dialogue and conversations. So it would be really nice to see how they would put that into place in this sort of situation. But I'm afraid that it's not going to work out that way, that it's going to be the more kind of traditional route of she'll find out because she'll see them together or something. So. What do you think so? They've been pretty good at not doing stuff like this. Because, you know, we're we're expecting her to be... Or, or like, they're expecting us to expect that she is homophobic, right? Yeah, or that she's this, this is the idea. Yeah, yeah. but um, and they, they, we already had the moment with the dad, with Tan's dad, uh, catching them, you know, like that. So, and he wasn't, and he he doesn't care about this stuff. So I feel like they will not 
repeat this just to have the parent that is actually homophobic. I feel like they're going to approach this differently. And I really yeah. hope they do. Yeah, I do too. And I mean, it's interesting because I feel like his father isn't a factor. I mean, we barely see Fire's father. We've only seen him like, what, once when they were talking about moving out and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he seems like he's he's pro-Fire, like he's on his side no matter what. Like he mm-hmm. comes across that way. So, like, I feel like he would be fine regardless. And the mother, I feel like it would be, I feel like the only way I would kind of be okay with if she was to see them and find out her on her own would be if we don't have a scene where, because normally when they do that, when they find out or they oversee something, you know, they kind of like fly off the handle and it's super dramatic and they're all like, you know, if she was quiet about it and then just sort of like when she'd sort of, centered herself about how she feels about it or whatever then go to him and like have a conversation or even just like wait for him to come to her and when when he does she can just be like I know it's okay kind of I wonder what if you know what if uh they're just misunderstanding between them what if fire thinks she considers him not good enough when in reality, like they might have a conversation where she tells tells him, "No, I love you, and you're good enough. I'm just worried about you." Maybe, well, maybe, maybe she maybe. felt like she did not get him ready. Maybe, but that she did not handle uh, preparing him for the world, and she is scared for him, or something like this. It could be. I mean, the other thing is as well is it could be a matter of her either him telling her or her finding out and I think we talked about it before and this idea of her actually liking dynamite because suddenly fire is mature and he's acting you know like he's Mm -hmm. he's 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 acting more mature because of dynamite so it would be interesting to see like how that would play out but um yeah, I was really, I, I kind of, I'm, I'm like you, I really like, this is a really simple scene, honestly. It was just like mm-hmm. him fixing something and then, you know, remembering the conversation with Jane and then kind of hesitating with her. But it was, I don't know, it felt really good. And like you, I wondered if he if we were going to get it in that moment. And I was so kind of like, I felt so sad for him mm-hmm. when he sort of backed down. Because yeah. he's just really scared is all. But it's interesting because... He was scared about everything. Now he's scared about telling her, but he's feeling brave about dynamite. Like he likes, like, I think he needed dynamite to, to like walk away from him. Like he did last Mm -hmm. week for him to realize that, you know, this isn't something that he can ignore if he wants to keep this person in his life. Um, so I, yeah, I, I really did enjoy that. Um, and then, of course, we go back to Prem and Unki. Yeah, yeah. Pre- yeah you know, I thought right. Unki was so frustrated with them. <laughs> At first, I thought he and Meta organized this whole thing that that they set it up. I was surprised to see that that wasn't the case. And all that stood up to me was Prem's line: "We must win to prove those who disdain us wrong." And does he mean the bullies, or does he mean Tan's father? Well, I think for him he means Ten's father, but I think it the the bullies fits the rest of the group. So like, it it, it works either way. Like, and when he's talking to, um, 
Sam C, it gives him like something to also think about, not so it's not just prem specific. Um, but it's like it's it's so it's so like this bit here where he's so sad that because he's had no contact from him. Yeah, Samsi's suggesting he should tell the chef. It's so funny. Like he's like, oh, maybe tell the chef the good news, and Prem just like completely ignores that and just <laughs> starts going on about ten, which is hilarious. And it's he's so sad. He want oh, like he said he wants to concentrate on the competition. Yeah, so they can prove people who've just has dis- disdain for him. I feel like the dis- disdain is probably on his part, definitely more directed towards Ten's dad because we got the whole you know bit in the letter and that about him wanting to prove himself yeah. um so especially while he's in this moment thinking about Ten I would I would imagine it's more to do with that but if you're thinking about it like if you're Sam C and 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 he said something like that you would think you would be thinking more along the lines of like the others who are you know giving you shit all the time and it's like we had that scene there as well when he sort of leaves him alone where Samsi leaves him alone to go and bring his parents and Prem is just saying like how soft he is and how like how much he misses Ten like in this moment. It's really it's Prem is a very interesting character, I think, because we I know we talked about it last week, about this idea of him being like a little bit more mature and a little bit more careful with his thoughts. So he's a little bit serious about mm-hmm. things. Um but so when you get these scenes of him where he's just like, I miss you, you know, do you miss me? And you like get to see exactly like how bad like how far gone he is for um 10 and his vulnerability like I really I feel like the scenes have more weight because of the way he normally is um Mm -hmm. and I love the way they did this how it switched from him to like 10 being like missing him so much and then just seeing him everywhere in the best most funniest way possible did you see the photos on I think it was on Twitter. Someone posted photos, behind the scenes photos of Gunn when he's like dressed up as the older man with the moustache and the pot belly. Uh huh. And like, (laughs) it's like a picture of him standing there like that, and Off can't look at him. Like, he's dying. (laughs) He's literally dying with laughter. And I was just like, this is probably the best thing I've ever seen. Like, it's just. (laughs) I mean, it would be really hard. It would be really hard because I must admit, when they first showed him like that, I just like lost it. I, I love how in every series Gun plays at least like twenty roles yeah. in everything. <laughs> this scene was hilarious. Did you notice uh, the the first vision was that Ten had with uh, you know seeing Gun instead of uh, the injured person was a person a guy who got injured because of a motorcycle and he had um, a wound on the same knee as uh Bram later so it was actually a premonition to predicts the future oh that's interesting i didn't i mean i sort of noticed but didn't really notice and you know <laughs> what here's here's a funny thought and i would you would need to deep dive back into off gun history to know this but gun did hurt his knee when they were doing not me Nothing. in a mm-hmm. motorcycle accident and has a scar on his knee is it his right one? Because if it was, that would be really funny that they've done that. The right one, yeah. <laughs> it was the right one. Yeah. So, like, I feel like that's a little nod from the uh, from P. Nulek for about not me there. Um, yeah, if we start nodding, we'll be nodding the whole podcast. Just just us nodding. 
yeah. if we were to take the both nods. <laughs> but yeah, I just feel like it's um, you know, uh, there was a little 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 Easter egg in there for us mm-hmm. who were paying attention. Um, yeah, so we had that, and um, the scene where you know where, where uh, Ten ran to ran to the bathroom, and then the woman gun who cleans like, oh god, I with the, with the scene. <laughs> was such a surreal experience it was so weird but it was so freaking funny well it's like they did the same thing earlier on where where prem was starting to realize that he had feelings for tan and he kept seeing him everywhere and the best part of that was pregnant was pregnant (laughs) off so they they definitely used humor in this episode they just as i said they didn't use the animation so or at least they did and i missed it i don't know if i missed it let me know guys but yeah, and then of course we go back to Sam C and he's he's all excited. He's going home for a visit with the family and Gunn is like sitting there like, you know, someone peed on his foot or something. Like he looks really upset. And then in comes Dynamite and he looks like someone just told him that his best friend died. And <laughs> Sam and Sam C's like, he poor Sam C, he can't be happy about the fact that they've just got this good news because he's surrounded by these two sad sacks and he's like, what the fuck? Um, I I love how he's like let's get out of here let's go come with me and we'll go on a trip and you know do some stuff that will hopefully inspire us and you know gets them kind of out of their funk which I really liked they're going to Sithamburi this is the name I'm not even touching that one yeah (laughs) I'm sure not pronouncing it right but uh, there's later there's a moment where they say that if you go there, you need to go to this uh, temple, right? Yeah. And I feel like that's 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 a deep for tourists. Well, it's funny as well because I, I forgot to mention too that like before they um, decide to go on this trip, when Samsi asks Fire about – sorry, asks Dynamite about Fire and he says that he's going to try and cut him off completely. And I was just like – I really wanted him to make fire like kind of try really hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I feel and I feel like given what we've got in this episode and what we're going to see in next what we saw in the trailer, I feel like he's going to let him he's going to give in. He yeah. likes him too much, damn it. <laughs> I'm like be strong. Be strong, dynamite. You can do it. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Do you think he'll hurt him again? Fire. Yeah. I don't know. It's possible because he's not being honest, like mm-hmm. completely honest. So he may, it may get to the stage where, um, you know, he like will not be ready. he will not yeah. be ready to open up and it will hurt dynamite. Yeah. Like maybe they'll see the mother or something and he'll run away or he'll yeah. lie about who, who he is. Who, who dynamite is to him yeah or maybe he'll like push him away like actually physically push him away from him like yeah. you know like there's something wrong with dynamite or something like that and i feel like yes those things would all definitely very much hurt him but i also feel like dynamite probably has a much better understanding of fire and like his mother and their situation and that versus say jane and jane understood very well just because dynamite has also seen it but also he's been he's been watching fire for a while like he he's he knows the dynamics that's happening so he's it's the other reason why he's backed off a few times and like let him sort of come to his own 
you know, conclusions mm-hmm. about how he feels. He hasn't pushed it or whatever. So, you know, it can't work if he's not ready. So I yeah. don't know. It'll be interesting to see whether he actually does hurt him or whether he just feels regret because he thinks he's hurt him and Dynamite is like, I understand. Like, it'll be interesting to see because I feel like Dynamite as a character is very mature. It, he is. So I feel like if he understands Fire's situation the way I believe he does, and he's not like he hasn't met Fire's mother, he's met her and everything as well. If he takes all of those things into consideration and depending on exactly what Fire does or says or whatever, you may he may be of the mind of like, I know you don't really or you didn't really mean this or like whatever, but you need to sort it out because this isn't fair to me if you keep treating me this way, like in a really mature kind of way versus being her and, you know, pulling away or something. I don't know. It'll be interesting. I'm, I'm very, very intrigued by their partnership, not just in the show, but as, as a potential ship couple, because I feel like they have very good chemistry Mm -hmm. and I'm really, I'm really enjoying seeing them on screen together. So. What about Louis? No, well, I love Lewis too. Don't, don't, don't make me choose. No, I feel like I feel like Lewis is. I feel like if Lewis really wanted to be Neo's partner, then I would be rooting for Lewis till the end of the universe. And by that, I mean I'm not saying I don't think he does. I just feel like Lewis is maybe more interested in music. Like I wish GMM would give him like more music opportunities because I feel like he's really into it and he's like he's really good at it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I mean, a lot of the times they love to push their actors to singing, you know, these um, soundtracks and stuff like that. And that's fine if they can sing, but not all of the GMM actors can sing. So <laughs> they should be utilising their their actual singers. And um, and he likes writing music as well. Like, just just let him have a go. Like, let him, you know, put out an album with him or something. Like, I would really be... I would really root for him if that's what he wants to do. And that seems to be what his interest is at the moment. Talking, switching back to Last Twilight for a second. <laughs> did you see his cover? He did a cover of the song that destroys you, the Last Twilight one. No, it still destroys me. I cannot, you sent it to me, but I cannot listen to it right now. Oh, I need okay. to cool down. I need he, to calm he down. Also, he also does a really good, really good job of it. And um, don't get me wrong, the guy that they had sing it does a really, really good job too. But he, like, Lewis also does a really nice job. So it's like the talent is there. I don't know why they aren't utilising him in a better way. So Because I don't feel like – I feel like he likes acting, but I feel like maybe his true passion is music. Yeah. So let's get back to Cooking Crush. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so, <laughs> you brought Lewis into it. What did you want me to do? I wanted to, um, I wanted to tease you. I know you like him. Now suddenly you want this couple to be here and the end game. I had to say something. It's so funny. I saw a little hilarious. Um, this is slightly off topic again as well, but it just made me laugh. I saw uh people who have been in the BL, or uh, you know, into BLs for a while will understand the joke of this. Um. I saw a post on Twitter and it was, I think I sent it to you. I'm not sure. It was a photo of Often Gun and Obe from back in the day where like <laughs> they had this whole like um, is off jealous of Obe thing going on, like in, oh. in, in like with the fan service and stuff. 
Uh And then it was a photo of Lewis and Neo out with, I'm always going to butcher his name wrong. I think it's Apungo or something is Dynamite's name. Um, Yeah, they had the three of them out like for a meal together and it was just like, does this look familiar? (laughs) And they were like making it like the off-gun Obe thing and I was just like, this is so funny to me. Um, But but it's like, which one is meant to be Obe? (laughs) Because because in this scenario, like moving forward, like who who is it going to be? It's like... (laughs) But yeah, all they needed to do though to really make it even more interesting is stick Mark in the picture as well just to complicate issues <laughs> but yeah anyway back to cooking crush Ted is cooking and he's remembering Prem's lessons and what Prem told him was that cooking must begin with happiness and he told Prem that he is his happiness thinking of Prem makes him happy which is like the first step uh. <laughs> that makes sense. That did not make sense. It's like thinking it of the rest and it's like it's the yeah. first step because it makes him happy. <laughs> You're so funny. But yeah, this this whole introduction <laughs> this whole introduction of this new character of Urn, Dr. Urn. Um or what did she say? You can call me anything, bitchy Urn. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Bitchy Urn. Um, but yeah, well, let's just call it Urn because I feel like that's kind. Um, sh- I felt this was like kind of a little bit weird. Like, I get why Ooh, they're doing yeah. it. I, yeah. I understand, the, I understand the reasoning behind it and everything, but I feel like some backstory or something would have made a little bit more sense. So, yeah, I was so her- confused when she appeared because what a coincidence. And, you know, he was even making, I think he was preparing the first dish that uh, Prem taught him, the one that he wanted yeah. to prepare for his mother in the first place. And now she yeah. is here. Yeah. And it's like, I, like this, you know, like the chances of a doppelganger just arriving like that is very, very slim. So I feel like it would have made more sense to in- introduce her as a character that is related to his mother. Yeah, because at first I thought, I thought she was a relative, but she did not say anything when he told her she looks like uh, his mom. She actually says that this is the first time someone told her something like that. Yeah, Which and the thing, that- and the thing is as well. Yeah, she knows who he is. Like mm-hmm. she knows that she, he's Doctor Whatever's son, but she didn't know his name, so she can't be related to him. I wouldn't think. But uh, mm-hmm. it made sense for me for her to be like his aunt, you know, like his mother's younger sister or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, and that at least would have made sense, and it would have made what happens later and everything even more interesting. Because besides having this person who's basically wearing his mother's face, which is triggering all sorts of things in him to actually have her be a part of his mother as well would make it even more more so. But it's, yeah, I did think it was a bit weird. So I, I was like, okay, I'm going to suspend my disbelief for the moment and just enjoy what they're trying to do here. Um, it was so funny, though, like when he turned around and saw her, like the super dramatic music that they use. I don't know if you mm-hmm. noticed it. I always notice weird parts of the music. You're always going to think, did you notice this? And I'm like, nah. But I always notice when they do something really weird. <laughs> and um, I was just like, I, I actually rewound it a couple of times because I was like, it's so dramatic. <laughs> But yeah, so this like thing 
where he's just like, what the hell? I mean, we were all there right with him. Um, and then, of course, it switches before it moves on further with that. It actually switches back over to Prem going home, I guess, to pack his bags. And he comes across the basil that Chef has left for him. That was a mistake. I, I don't know what would be the right choice, though. Not yes, leaving like, it there, not taking it. To... The way <laughs> he's just like, you're innocent, Basil. I'm going to take you inside with me. I was like, I literally have in my notes, no prem, bad prem. It will bring trouble. It will bring him trouble. If Tema so or Tan know, and they, they both will know, and it will just blow up in his face there's, there's he will so blame many... the basil oh, so it will not things. be innocent anymore that's right it's so many things that yeah he's gonna ruin basil for for 10 you just know it. <laughs> he'll, he'll refuse to eat basil from now until the rest of his life but like it's one of those things where it's the not it's not it'd be, it'd be one thing if this was the first misunderstanding but mm-hmm. we've already got the fact that he didn't make it clear to chef that he is you know, all but in a relationship with Prem. So yeah. you've got that as an issue. Now he's kind of accepted the basil and it's just like, I mean, we know he has no interest in him whatsoever. Like he, he's just like, you know, I don't think it never even occurred to him to tell the chef. And then even when it was suggested to him, he didn't, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so he's, he has zero interest. Like he's only interested in him at this point is like learn learning. Um, and so he, he's not going to be the problem, but the problem, the problem is going to come from, from the chef and also from, from 10. So I'm just like, oh, this is another bad, bad decision. What are you doing? But yeah. So he's just like, you're innocent, Basil. I'm going to take you inside. I'm like, no. (laughs) Yes. And then we switch back to the scene between 10 and Ern. And she just proceeds to eat his food. You know? I know. She's, she's one of those cute people who are cute no matter what they do. I, It's astonishing how fast they made me fall in love with her. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm the same. I feel like, I think, I think a huge part of it is she is so kind, you know, from the, from mm-hmm. the beginning. You know, and like very she, sincere. When she, yeah, very sincere. That's right. And the fact that he is kind of like, just in awe of her helps as well and the fact it's not a it's not a you know like in once again I'm, I bring back the the uh, dramas of old and she would become like a complication in their relationship mm-hmm. but in this it, which would be gross anyway because she looks like his mom but like they still would have gone there um but in this it's not a, it's not about that it's just he's so like confused but also a little bit like mesmerized by this vision mm-hmm. of what looks like his mother finally eating his food you know what I mean it's and then her complimenting him as well it must be like and her being happy be, yeah happy looking healthy a, yeah yeah such a bittersweet thing for him you know and it's like but it, as I said in, in Beals of old you wouldn't have liked her because she would have been a potential to come in between them. Like I even really, one thing I really liked about this, cause I, I did wonder when I was watching this scene, especially the, the, this implication that she is essentially living with him also mm-hmm. is that when Prem showed up, I was a bit worried. They might do the whole jealous, she looks like the girl from his Instagram. Did you lie uh, to me uh-huh. about your mom uh-huh. sort of thing? 
Yeah. Did, did you have that thought too, maybe? That there would be some sort of confusion? I was concerned on uh, about Bram's reaction. I'm so glad that he straight away, his thing was like, oh my God, she looks just like your mom. Like, I really yeah, liked yeah. the way they did that. Once again, it had that freshness to it because they're not getting stuck in old tropes. So I really did enjoy that and appreciate that they went down that like laneway but um, the anxiety the anxiety is there because when he says when they talk later uh they uh went to have a drink right and he says something mm-hmm. like they're not official yet and i'm like why do you have to say that you're not official yet why do you have to pronounce this words like why mm. it's Who very clear you, like yeah it's very clear, though, even to her, I think, that he's, he like, I feel like to the audience, his commitment is clear because when she says to him something like, oh, don't tell me it ended before it began, he's like, no, I won't let that happen easily. Like, I'm determined to have good grades yeah. along with a loving yeah. and healthy relationship. And he's such a green flag in that moment because he's just like, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? The, it, the fact that we're not official is not, and that, you know, my dad clearly doesn't want us to, these things don't factor into it. He's going to get his head on and then he's going to sort it out, you know, make it happen. Um, because yes. he's so into him. And I think she seemed to think that that was really sweet and cute. Um, and I feel like she knew as well, like later on when Prem is at the hospital and she comes in, I feel like she knows that Prem is the chef without yeah. actually being. Yeah. 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 So, she, has an, she has an ideology, something that Tam respects. And her story made me cry. Yeah. Her story is very similar to the mother's story. So I saw a lot of, like, discourse of people talking about, could it have been his mother she treated? And I feel like no, because I think she's way too young. I, he was meant her to mother, be what, like, I was thinking about her father. Her story made me think of the father. And I am... I'm under the impression that the father went through something similar w- with the mother. And I was surprised yeah. Dan didn't make the connection that it did, she didn't remind him of his father. And I wonder if, yeah. it, if it happens in the future. Yeah, it might. And also, what I thought. What that if, was my take on it too. What if his father wants him to be is so obsessed with Dan being the best and uh, because he wants him to be better than him so he doesn't get to have the same experience to go through something like that yeah maybe but I feel like it's like what she said like what she what she was talking about is a really hard thing because even with all the knowledge and everything and all the all the time in the world to try and do the right treatment the right everything like she said you know once she worked out that she had been wrong initially and she was able to sort of try and correct it, the person involved wasn't interested in going further to get help. So yeah. it, it was out of her control to a certain extent as well, yet she's the one that got blamed for it in the end because she's the doctor. She's the one who's meant to be able to fix things. Um, what if Dan doesn't know details of what happened to the mother? Well, I'm suspecting potentially he doesn't because let's face it, we keep things from people, don't we? Like we don't always know the full and his story. dad and his dad is hiding him this from him what if we get an arc where um ten finds something out about the father and he actually he is the one who goes to the father and to try to repair the relationship because he suddenly understands it's been too harsh yeah it could be that i mean it's it's 
it's it's a tricky one to know. Like, it's once again, I feel like it depends on what was wrong with her, but I don't know that they're really going to get into that. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, like, it, what was considering going considering the way the dad is, it's like they did. It's like he did not. Um, he did not get through that experience, and he did not come out really. Like, he did not come out okay. He's not probably not okay. I mean, who does that to their son, right? I feel like, though, at the same time, he seems that he's very similar. Like, he, I, I feel like he is, from from what we see of him and what, what Ten has described of him before the mother dies is how mm-hmm. he is now as well, this, this obsession, not obsession, but, like, the way he works and the way he is not, like, the only thing he connects with, with Ten about is being a doctor, essentially. Mm-hmm. So I feel like... I don't know. It's hard to know. I mean, I'm assuming there'll be something. There'll be something because, uh, you know, as as you've said a bunch of times, they like to redeem the parents. So they ha- there has to be something so that we can redeem him, essentially. I like, or they I like may just it. decide he might just be one of those characters that doesn't get redeemed. Instead, he's used to make, um, to inspire. I really him. doubt it. I doubt it. I doubt well, it. I because, doubt it too. Because his girlfriend, like the girlfriend is really, really cute. So I don't think, I don't, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's like it's, one of his traits, <laughs> the girlfriend. <laughs> it's, so, it's so weird though to me even that he has her because he doesn't really seem like the type yeah. to mix mm-hmm. or to like whatever. So it's like, how did that even happen? Like, did he do that? Did he Did he like meet her on purpose to sort of, like because he thought Ten needed a female in the house. Like what what was the reasoning between having a relationship with her? Because it doesn't seem like he's spending any more time with her than he was the no, wife. But like it's what just... what is the reason? She is the reason. She is really cute. She is No no no, she... but I just mean like from what we're seeing, it doesn't seem like they're having it they have a deep, meaningful relationship or no, anything. It's because we're I think it's because we're being uh it's because of the prejudice. Because yeah. she's younger or anything. We're not taking this relationship seriously. But if you think about it, it can be... It, why not? Like, it can be a real thing. She can... Because oh, Tan yeah, is not taking not. her seriously, you know? Tan is not yeah, taking her seriously. He's yeah, w- I, looking we, at her. She's looking at her. father taking her seriously either. So Why do you think so? Because Did when they had that conversation... No, but when they had the conversation and she said about like how she didn't think Ten was that kind of, uh, not Ten, she didn't think Prem was that kind of person and that they were happy together and blah, blah, blah. Like he has completely disregarded all of those things. So. Yeah, but I think it's, he, it's not, it's not a sign for me that their relationship not is not serious because if. Um, it's not, I'm not saying that it's not serious. I mean, I just don't know that he necessarily, I don't know. We're, I feel like it could be one of those things where we're only meant to see what we see because. Because we're seeing from a point of view. Yeah, there's parts of, of his of his life that we, we're not privy to because, you know, it's not the story. But I don't know. I'm I'm curious to see, like, what will come of if there's any explanation about, like, what happened back there and how they got to where they are now, whether or not that we'll get some sort of resolution in that form or not. So I hated the scene with the mom. It hurt me. Well, it's, interesting. it's interesting because like, 
when she's tell when when uh Ern is telling him her story and everything and how like how much she struggled with it and that and you said you can see the father potentially having a similar story and the way he sort of says to her that no one can get her on the right track except for herself all right mm-hmm. yeah. and then she repeats it back to him so it's like it's interesting because that could be for that could be for him to think about and think about his father or it could be it could also apply to him because we have this scene you know where he's triggered you know and it's funny because i'm not i'm not surprised that he's triggered by hearing her story or that he has um a nightmare you know about finding his mother unconscious and then trying to carry her out barefoot belly 15 like well, well, four babies he seriously. did not he did not get triggered because of her story or had the nightmare because of her story i think he did not make the connection yet with her story i no, think no, it's because she looks like the mother hmm. oh no but i think it's all subconscious i think it's all because this because he did not have oh we've only had one night haven't we so we haven't had a night in between okay I'm going to disregard what I was going to say there, but I feel like I feel like it's a bunch of things. I feel like yes, she reminds him of his mother. The other thing is, is he likes her, like as a person already. Mm-hmm. He likes Ern. She's nice. She's friendly. It she's doesn't. yeah, <laughs> but like because he likes her, because she reminds me of his mother, and coupled with this story, I feel like it it triggers a nightmare. I'm really not surprised. It makes sense to me that it would trigger something like that. Um, and also from all the hints that we've had, like in early episodes and that about him having trouble sleeping and all that, I feel like this is most definitely not the first time he's had this dream. And he does say later on when he's talking to Prem that he hasn't dreamt about this particular thing for, for quite some time, which I feel like mm-hmm. goes hand in hand with Prem actually. And once again, it's interesting that when he has this dream, as far as he knows, Prem isn't around. So, um, the other thing about the dream, which which maybe you may not have noticed because you were already apparently quite triggered by it, um, is there's a sound effect in the dream that sounds like what happens when someone flatlines. Yeah. So I wonder if, like, when he found her, she was dead. That's a horrible thing to happen to someone. Yeah, that young. Like, there's no hope. Like, like, and that would be as well, that would be a thing where if he had found her, you know, he's he's struggling to carry her he's struggling to get help and like being this like you know young kid or whatever not being able to do it being barefoot whatever and then like this idea that if that was the case then there would have been no hope anyway because it was already too late Mm -hmm. it was such a yeah it was it was such a like serious moment and then they switched to fire finding the note on the door and I was just like, whoa, whiplash. <laughs> <laughs> but I was also like, okay, this is the best scene. I keep going, like, this is the best so scene I've funny. ever seen. It's so funny to go from fire from the last episode who slapped himself into um, yeah. unreason <laughs> to this fire who suddenly whipped and self-conscious and so delighted by everything related to dynamite. Like he was so bemused by the hey, hey. He was so well, obsessed. I, he wanted to see his uh his honey. Well, I think this is one bed. of those Yeah, I think it's one of those things, you know, like he we had the scene where like so last week we had him already starting to feel this absence with uh dynamite pulling away, this shift in this their dynamic that suddenly 
you know, things were different. And then, of course, he had the conversation with Jane and then he got drunk, tried to kiss him. Um, and then they had all that stuff. And then, as you said, he slapped himself and he was like, there's absolutely no way this could happen. And Dynamite doesn't argue with him. He's just like, yes, it's me. I did it, whatever, and leaves. And yeah. once again, that's another completely different experience. I feel like that would have been enough to sort of make Fire be like, wait, what? And then now as well, he's all like, oh, there's a note. I wonder what it says. I don't care. I don't need to read it. And then like five seconds later, he's at the door <laughs> and he's reading the note. And um, I love how the note's like saying it's not a brag, but like it's totally a brag. <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, and Fire being like, it's so funny for those listening at home. Marilla was sending me like messages while we were watching. And you sent me, what did you say? Something like... Um, he didn't ponder for very long or something. And of course you're ahead of me and I had no idea what you were talking about. And even after oh, no, I seen... sarcastically said he pondered for so long. Yeah. And so it was so funny because when I read that and as I'm watching it, I thought you were talking about 10, like being, you know, uh, overly thinking like everything that had happened with his mom or something, you know, like he's still <laughs> thinking about it kind of thing. And then we got, and then I got to the point where, there was this episode and he's just like, you know, oh, I'm glad he's gone so I can spend a few days pondering or whatever. And then uh-huh. like, literally he's like on the phone to Martha being like, come with me. I miss him so bad. I want to see him. I can't stand. <laughs> and I'm just like, wow. Okay. And it was so funny to me. And then I realized what your, your message was about, but it was so funny to me because as you said, like he went from last week, like slapping himself and trying to snap out of it and deny his feelings to now he's had dynamite walk away from him twice. And now dynamite is just gone for, you know, how long? I don't know. And he's just like, I can't deal. I need to see him. Like, it's so funny. He's so dramatic. This whole episode, he's so dramatic. And I love, I was like living for, it. I I love Neo so much. He's just such a good job of I the characters he plays. No. I really loved Fire in this episode. Up until now, I was like, uh, you know, uh, Dynamite, he deserves something better. But yeah, right now, okay, maybe. He's very maybe, cute. Think- maybe if he stays like this, I might accept him for Dynamite. <laughs> as a as a suitable a suitable uh, suitor. It's funny because I feel like I wonder if this is this is dynamite's fire like if this is his fire for you that he's that this is what he's seen this is why he likes yeah. it because this is what he's seen. been expecting yeah. this is what this he is knew he was going to he was going to get yeah this is what he was hoping for uh-huh. um, <laughs> but yeah so we and then of course we meet we see samsi's parents who are like so cute like how cute are his parents? oh it was so cute the way they greeted them i i had such a white grin on my face uh while, while i was watching that scene because it was so wholesome yeah, I love, you know, the other thing I noticed about this scene as well, which is like, it's a completely random thing. But anyway, I love how, like, I love the costuming and stuff in this yeah. show. Like, I love Samsi's like little overalls and his little matching hat. And I love how different the three of their styles are, you know, mm-hmm. like, it's just, it's really cute. It matches their personalities and stuff. And I just thought it was a lot of fun. So the other thing I noticed as well, because we, they kept calling him uh, Unky Sam Samsi and Samsi is his name so I'm like why do they keep calling Unky you know I was like wait is that I'm trying to work it out anyway so I googled Unky and I don't know if this is true for Thai or not but like the meaning is like it's like uncle oh which makes sense because he's older than all of them 
Uh-huh. So well, I did like, get confused about this because yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I'm always so questioning like, his name. It's usually it's usually used by like like Matha uses it. Um and he also calls him old a couple of times as well. So I feel like him calling him Unki is like a little bit of a, like a dig, but also like respectful too at the same time. So I think that's interesting. Um, and then the parents are like, no, have the eggs and go pray. So tip for tourists, if you come to that province to... And you, see the, <laughs> and you see the possible tiger... Uh, tiger gods at the shrine. You must pay respect to the tiger gods at the shrine. It, it's so powerful that it grants wishes even before you make them. Yeah, and also you must... <laughs> but apparently with hard-boiled eggs is the key. Um, yes. <laughs> but oh my god, Matthew is so hilarious in this episode. He's so hilarious. He stole the show. Episode. He stole the show in this he episode. Did. He, he did. Yeah, he I actually so really like I really like him and Sam C like as a as a coupling in terms of like, you know, just uh, generic like friends, whatever. Because you know like what's gonna happen if Ten and Prem end up dating and Fire and Dynamite end up dating, the two of them are gonna get left together all the time, like whether they want yeah. it or not. Or if not not together, like as a as a, like a group, they're gonna end up spending a lot of time together. And I feel like they kind of begrudgingly do like each other. Um uh-huh. but it's just I find that their interactions are really, really funny too. Um but yeah, Method, yeah, he definitely stole it. Um, for sure. Like this whole temple scene is so funny. Fire seeing dynamite, dynamite seeing fire. Like fire having his like mental breakdown, but also being so excited about his wish coming true is probably the most adorable thing ever. And then dynamite being like, Oh, he's here, he's here, and then and then also being like, Yeah, I'm not gonna go to him. Yeah. <laughs> and then of course we had like Prem finding out that Ten is nearby. And then being all like, I don't want to bother him. And all the messages back and forth. But before the messages started happening, the funniest thing to me is when they're like, oh, no, we're going to go. And Firelight <laughs> starts following. And Beth is like, where the fuck are you going? <laughs> when did she start being so cute? <laughs> He's just like, I want to go that way. <laughs> I love it when characters are pathetically in love like this. Yeah, I know. It was a lot of fun, like, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah and then so of course we started to have all the messages back and forth between um fire and a fire between um 10 and prime and the misunderstandings because of the way that the messages were changing slightly between between trips because i feel like uh metha and fire were getting tired and also they were just over <laughs> it like just like would you guys just talk to each other like the bit the bit where um uh, but they're such devoted friends yeah he was asked and he went he back and forth back and forth back and forth oh my god i don't know that i'd do something like this for anyone <laughs> but I I know, right? no. go deliver your own message send me my text well the fact that like the last one was what from from a uh, prem was basically like if we can't talk blah 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 like maybe we should just end it and then <laughs> Ten, ten saying whatever he said and Matthew coming back and just being like he cried <laughs> so, that, so that it would stop and the really funny thing is is like he cried because he's like this is what he did and like he's crying uh-huh. and it's like is he crying because he's selling it or is he crying because like he's in so much pain from all of that back and forth that he's just so done and he's like I need to I need I need 
need to get this out of my system. And but, we'll um, never know. <laughs> yeah, they'll never know. So I just, yeah. And then, of course, um, then we get Prem, who's, like, encouraged by Samsi to go and actually say sorry to Ten's face. And Method just being like, where's my friend? Like, <laughs> to, only to find out that Dynamite wanted to go somewhere and so Fire followed him. And he's like, oh, suddenly he's required. <laughs> like, suddenly he's recovered and he's fine. <laughs> he's, like, so betrayed. <laughs> and Dynamite asked Fire if he went there to see him. And he asked him about Jane. And Fire is suddenly being on fire fire because he's very honest and direct and, and when he's not honest he's actually playful mm. and flirty and it's like he's trying to get them back into the game their game a little bit but this time he is playing this uh, this his part but with whole with his whole heart like he's all in mm. there's no doubt that he actually enjoys playing so he wants fire to he wants to carry the bag for fire. And this time he has to run after dynamite. Yeah, I love that dynamite did that. <laughs> oh, I was just like, yes, you go, you do you. <laughs> Try to keep up with me, and I was like, go dynamite, run, yeah. run like the wind. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then, then we had uh, prem. Uh, not prem, jinxing, jinxing the hospital. Yeah, jinxing the <laughs> hospital. There are certain things that you never say in any industry, and that uh, is that it's slow or like whatever. I mean, you don't say it if you work in a restaurant. You don't say it if you work in a hospital. Um, I'm yep. sure there's probably a couple of others that you don't say it in because without fail, it will all go to hell really quick. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then of course, you know, he's kind of looks like he's going to join the all hands on deck thing. Because suddenly they're very, very busy. Yeah, but and he's there just to watch. He's he's there he's, to watch. He's to observe, yes. Yeah. And then and then he sees Prem. Yes. And of course, you know, Prem is his injured knee, as we were talking about earlier, from falling off of From not his, me. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's still hurting from not me. Um and so he's like uh, he does a tan. He's pretend. He's exaggerating. He's pretending to be hurting so much to get a reaction out of tan because tan is being all serious. Yeah. Well, it's funny because, like, I know in the trailer we saw tan like tending to his wounds, and then, but like when <laughs> the scene started, yeah, there was another doctor there, and I was like, okay. Um, <laughs> but the doctor has to go because apparently somebody got stabbed, and so tan is like, and the doctor oh. is like, no, somebody got stabbed. Yeah. Let me take my time. <laughs> and and uh, Ten's like, are you sure you can do it? Are you sure? Like, are you really, really sure you can do it? Oh, okay. I mean, he was, he was like, he was like standing there with a pair of gloves on already. Like, he just like was like standing there biding his time until he could touch him. Um. So yeah, we had um. And then Aaron appears, and Prem recognizes her. Well, before that happens, we had they, they actually had conversation. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. They, so they actually, communicate finally. Well, first off, they spent a, a little bit like not communicating and kind of basically just bickering, and mm-hmm. then yes, they communicate. And I believe, 
um, it's not really an apology as such, but it's more like Prem but gets it's new. But it's kind of new, them bickering. Then ha- they haven't been bickering up until now. But it's kind of cute, and I feel like you you get to a point as well. With, like I feel like in their relationship, stages, yeah, there's yeah, stages they... in a relationship where you get to the point where you can like do that with someone, or like where you can <laughs> fart in front of them or something, and you know that you're like you're really comfortable. Because yeah, because you know, even even if you're uh, bickering, you know, you they're not going to run yeah. away from you. Yeah, that's right. They're not going to leave just because you've pissed them off or whatever. So, um, it's cute that they're at that stage here. They don't realize they are, but they're totally at that stage. And we don't get. It's not really an apology, but Prem basically, uh, Ten basically admits that he missed Prem, and Prem's just like, uh, "What? What was that?" <laughs> he's, always, he's always getting him to repeat it because he wants to hear it again. Um, but I loved the fact that Prem did the whole like, "Oh, oh, I'm in pain" thing. Yeah, yeah. And the way Ten did it. The back is like it's in my heart thing because that's so like not really him. Like it's that's more something that it's like a cheesy thing that Ten would do, and it it's it's cute. The funny thing about that the, the bit when he does that where he's like oh and he grabs his leg to begin with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like Zoe with her medical in- inaccuracies. Um, <laughs> no, Ten. Ten, why are you taking off your gloves and then touching his leg again? Like, if there was something wrong with the leg, why would you take your gloves off first before you touched him? It was the weirdest. <laughs> it was the weirdest choice. I was like, what are you doing? Um, <laughs> I mean, his wound is now covered and everything, but still, like, if you were going to re-examine or whatever, you wouldn't like rip your gloves off first and then do it. It's, mm-hmm. It was quite. I was just like, wait, what? <laughs> But then, and then uh, Gun did his cute little, like, it hurts in here thing as Prem. And I was like, who cares? What gloves? <laughs> so I got distracted. I'm glad, I'm glad that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. And so then, yes, we had uh, Ern show up. I like the way she says, you can take your friend with you. Yeah, I know, right? She's just like, the there pocket. are beds there. <laughs> <laughs> wink, wink. Yeah. <laughs> So, and uh, we had this like major foreshadowing of her yep. not being able to use her inhaler. But it's also interesting uh, the way they've filmed it, the way they've done it, because she's in the background and the com- camera is focused on her. And as the scene goes, it slowly focuses on Pram, who is in the foreground. Mm-hmm. And it's like love love makes you forget everything because it comes on the first plan this is like like what they've been they are trying to tell us with this shot or this is what the father is afraid of this is what tan maybe will be afraid of or who knows yeah well i don't know maybe Graham might be afraid that he, he might do that to tan Maybe, but I feel like this, although you're right, it does sort of show that. I also feel like later on when he thinks back, he he still noticed it. So he's not, although he's like, if you think about how he's feeling in this moment, he's so enamored, he's so happy, he's so distracted by seeing Prem. We realise in in a few short minutes how, like, horny he is, and yet yet he still remembers, he still retains this, he still noticed it. So it's like a like, sign that it will not apply to him. Yeah, he's this idea will not apply to him. Yeah, yeah. he's cataloging. I feel like 
this is a moment where Prem was concerned and his father's concerned that Prem will distract Ten and stop him from being a good doctor. And I feel like this was a moment that actually was saying the opposite of that. Yeah. How how interested he is in Prem here and yet he still was cataloging this thing that was happening in their, you know, in their environment. Like he still he made note of it. Um, which is what you do when you're a doctor. Because you could be doing 10 things at once and you need to notice and be aware of a lot of other stuff that's going on, especially yeah. in like a, an emergency situation or something like that. And sometimes as well with patients, you need to not just be listening to what they're telling you, but also like paying attention to what they're actually doing as well. Because sometimes mm-hmm. some, sometimes people will lie to you about stuff and they they sometimes they do it on purpose and sometimes they don't realize they're doing it. They, they don't mm-hmm. tell you something because they don't want to bother you or they don't think it's important or whatever. In actual fact, it's like the key point of information that you need to actually diagnose. So um, it's interesting that we you get that from this scene where even as distracted as he is, he still saw it. So, but it's interesting that later he says, when they get to the house, he says he does feel like this trip put him back on track as a doctor, that it made him realize something. But I think I think it's not really the fact that he went on this trip, but maybe the fact that he met her because she's like an inspiration to him already. I think so, but I think so also too. He has been distracted by Prem in in regards to like, you know, the cooking lessons and the novelty and everything. But I think I said it last Mm. week as well. They have not given them enough opportunity to get past that like puppy stage love where you are completely distracted by that person. Like that Mm -hmm. doesn't last forever. I mean, if it does, then there's there's clearly an issue. But like generally when you have that kind of – you know what I mean? Like you get past that, mm-hmm. especially especially once you become official, especially once you start having an official relationship, you you tend to, you know, slip into a kind of a middle spot between, you know, who you were before and who you were when you guys first started, you know, like doing whatever you're doing. You sort of move into the middle somewhere, which is like mm-hmm. where most people are and how you function normally as like separate human beings. But they haven't got to that stage yet. So like a lot of the fears that the father is exhibiting and also Prem, like really they haven't had an opportunity to get past that. So having the distance for sure probably made him focus a little bit more as well. But also it would remind you too like of like the human the human aspect of it because don't forget a bit like I actually feel like it has nothing to do with Prem and it's more to do with like what he's been doing in his university degree because it's a bit like at the beginning of the series we listen to Prem talk about like how torturous the last three years have been because this is Mm -hmm. the first time they're actually getting to cook whereas Prem's probably in a very similar position where it's all book work and theory and dummies and like maybe cadavers maybe like whatever Mm -hmm. anatomy Mm -hmm. you know here's a dissected arm tell me what the tendons are you know or sort of like stuff like that because that's what we used to do too it's really different. Like when I went to my first nursing placement, it's very, very different. When you do that, you actually go, okay, yeah, this is what I want to do. Like, because you're actually getting to do that. You're actually getting to experience like the job that you want to do. So mm-hmm. it could just even be that because he's there and he's seeing the people and he's seeing how it's all working. And he's being reminded of the fact that, yeah, this is actually what I want to do versus sitting in a classroom, listening to someone talk about, you know, the, 
functions of like CPR or whatever. Like it's very, it's a very different experience. So he could even just be referring to that, you know. Um, and then Graham confesses all his feelings and he says a line that happiness has loneliness in it, which. Yeah, I because I can't share it with you. Yes. Such a good line. Yes. Yes, he asks, can we be apart anymore? And they get interrupted. Can we not be apart anymore? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a fake uh, interruption, fake uh, moment, because they go on to talk after that. Mm. Although, does he get an answer? No, he does doesn't. He but he, he, does, he does next episode because it's in the trailer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I yeah, remember so, there being an answer, but then I'm looking at my notes. I'm like, "Where's the answer? I remember an answer." Yeah, so it's funny because, of course, Prem goes inside to wait for him and finds the oven mitt that they're selling. The GMM are selling. I think I said to you. I said I'm. I'm pretty sure I sent you a message the other night. You did. You going, you I bet did. you they sell this, this merchandise. So it's coming. <laughs> totally legit. I cannot believe they're selling the album. I mean, like, I mean, I can because it's GMM, but at the same time, I'm like, really? I'm like, no, who of you so out there are buying this? I'm like, who of you out there are buying this oven mitt? Come on, hands up! No, I want to see them. Like, oh, I like GMM series. Look at me! I have an umbrella. <laughs> I have a uh, slippers, <laughs> goldfish slippers. I must and admit, I want the to... goldfish slippers from Last Twilight. I would, I would be down oh, for those. If it wasn't going to cost me like an arm and one kidney to get the shipping and everything, I probably would definitely order the the fish slippers. Um, but the oven mitt is just a little bizarre to me. I feel like it's a hazard too. Like I love like if you wanted to use this as an, as an actual oven mitt, although I suppose you probably wouldn't. You'd keep it as like a merchandise thing. But like this idea of these like little velcro on and off like off or like ten and prem figurines and that I just have this vision of like get trying to get something out the oven and them falling off and like melting or something. <laughs> I just I had this weird idea that is very vulgar. Like what if what if the oven mitten is supposed to like represent their feelings and it gets it gets ripped apart and then prem fixes it and fixes it and then they put their both hands inside it. It's like, it's a protected thing. And now that it's fixed in a certain way, once they're, it's constant or I don't know. Now it's even, even if they're both using it, it cannot be ripped anymore. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I, I wrote a similar thing, you know, I, I where he says, I want to put my hand inside here with yours. I want to see yeah. if it will tear it apart. And I, same thing. Mm-hmm. I thought interesting wording, like maybe something, mm-hmm. yeah, there's something in the beginning that, I feel like it's it's potentially commentary as well mm-hmm. about if they're together, will them being together tear them apart or are they strong mm-hmm. enough to withstand anything is kind of how I interpreted mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and then basically they're just so horny for each other. This, this, is, this, this idea would also explain uh, or dismiss yeah. the need of a backstory for the other meeting. Yes. If it's about the two of them, that we then we don't need the history where it's coming from because no, it basically started with them. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. real meaning. And oh my god, they want each other so much. I mean, I know, right? They're so frustrated. It's hilarious. They're so, and I love how like Ten goes straight for like skin on skin contact. <laughs> 
I mean, I saw, I saw the 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 opinions on the internet um, that maybe they're going too fast or something like this. I'm like, come on, there are relationships. Relationships are different, and yeah. for some people, think- it's like this. For some people, it's different. I mean, there's nothing but, unusual sorry, about I, the way yeah, they are. I- don't really think they're going too fast because for all intents and purposes they've known each other and been doing this cooking thing for like you know a couple of months there is like you know there's been but what is time. what is too fast even i mean some people meet and they suddenly like a very so attracted to each other and then yeah a relationship really, starts. they just really like each other and they've not really had a chance to like get into it very much anyway because they keep getting interrupted in the most awkward of ways but um, that's okay Epi- we have a- we're going to have episode nine next sunday so i guess they won't get interrupted again oh yeah because episode nine, nine is the nine is the game is the night that people play scrabble isn't it uh-huh yes the scrabble night yeah although for them i think it looks like they're going to stargaze Mm. <laughs> instead of playing scrabble um but yeah so it's just like this whole scene though as i said we had um 10 going straight for the skin on skin contact which he did did in the car as well straight for like uh prems the sway of prems back and uh, like honestly i i can't blame him for that yeah mm-hmm. you know that instinct i feel like that's a that's a good instinct <laughs> <laughs> and then then, um it's interesting though because we also have prem like clutching at at 10 and dressing him yeah of his jacket and it's like if it wasn't for the fact that they're both so into it it would almost look like he's about to try and pull him away from him but in actual fact he's like just clinging on him so he can try and you know get closer and it's so actually trying to uh take it off him oh was he yeah Oh, okay. I didn't even notice that. I was too busy being distracted by the fact that he was kissing with his eyes open. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I felt like he felt the hand of his on his back, and he opened his eyes to, you know. I, I don't know. I'm I'm so I'm so like going on the Delulu train right now because there's so much there's so much eye opening history talk with Offgard and chosen. Like not me with the whole like how do you prefer to kiss with your eyes open and closed and then I believe there was a live where they were asked that. Where we're John still nodding, huh? Yeah, still nodding. Where Gum was asked, does he like to have his eyes open or closed when he kissed? And off answered on his behalf. And I'm like, yeah. still triggered. I'm still triggered. I'm still triggered. Anyway, there was anyway. <laughs> anyway there was still kissing with eyes open which distracted me so and then of course they get cock blocked by the father ringing which you know like they're always getting cock blocked it's just happening like i feel like you know i mean they're healthy men you don't want to we don't want them to explode or anything like you know (laughs) oh it's so nice that they have you to worry about this aspect of their relationship Look, I do what I can. I'm a humanitarian. <laughs> you need to take their their phones away from them, so there's nothing else to. I know. Lock them in and, a private and then rent, room. Rent, yeah. rent a, a room in a hotel for them or something. 
Yeah, well, it's funny because um, I think so. I saw a post or something as well where people were talking about the fact that they go and eat at a hotel, like at, at a like a, uh-huh. and that was a that was the kind of hotel I think that you rent by the hour too. So like they uh-huh. go and have a meal at a hotel that you rent by the hour, but then they're making out in like a cafe and like the car, and then like mm-hmm. someone else's house. <laughs> and it's like, guys, guys. Stop eating out at <laughs> hotels and like get a room instead. Um, <laughs> Use the hotel for what they need. That's right. That's right. And so they decide that Ten is going to go back to the hospital because that's where he's actually meant to be, and Prem yep. is going to leave. And we had uh, Ten get back to the hospital, and they're not then they've not been able to reach Doctor Ern. Um, and then of course he remembers the inhaler thing and is quite concerned. The thing that I wondered is, you know, he he hands the package to the the other to the nurse and then takes off. I wondered actually if that package is a new inhaler. Um, this thing that she was waiting to be delivered, it seems to be the right sort of shape to be something like that. Although it surprises me, and once again, I don't know the I don't understand the way things work in this respect over there. But I would have thought she would have been able to get one from the pharmacy at the hospital, but who knows? I was expecting him to run for an inhaler and then run to her because he saw what happened and he had suspicions. So I thought he was going to get an inhaler first first and then go to her. Yeah. So, and it's funny because when we saw this scene, you know, and he's remembering, like he's definitely being triggered by this scene here. Mm-hmm. Um, because he's remembering with his mom and stuff, and I, I thought at first when I saw this that this this might be a scene that would be cathartic for him. You know, this mm-hmm. whole idea of you know potentially being able to actually save his mom this time. You know, like mm-hmm. she's got the face and all the rest. Oh, of it. but it was but realistic. No, no, I think it's it it like realistically you you'd not feel good. You'd be triggered as no. well. You'd oh, be yeah. but I wasn't all again. quite expecting. I wasn't quite expecting mm-hmm. to go the way it did. Pretty yeah. as bad. Yeah, that's right. So it's one of those things. Like he's just yeah, he was massively triggered. So it's like I think he was okay. Like when he essentially gets her there and everything initially mm-hmm. for for like five seconds, he's mm-hmm. okay. Um, but the flip side of that is, you know, like she's, she reminds him of his mother. So of course, very quickly that adrenaline wears out and he starts freaking mm-hmm. out. I really, really curious to know how Prem ended up there. I'm like, did he come because he was going to bring him food or did he, did, did he actually call him? Like, I'm so curious as to how Prem showed up. Um, I mean, it's completely, it's like, whatever, it's irrelevant potentially, but I actually was really, really curious as to how he ends up there. And Prem is so considering of him in this scene. It's really, really interesting the way he's observing him and just being, Mm -hmm. he's still so very careful about how he touches him. And Mm -hmm. I really, really liked the way they did this. It was really, really well done. Um, And Off's acting here, Off's acting here is just, wow, okay. I was talking to someone about how good this scene was, the way his entire body is reacting and it's such a physical scene, like it could have been played in such a way that it was almost over the top. But instead, he does this great job of like physically having this breakdown while also sort of showing a mental disconnect. Like it's like he can't, he can't quite understand what's going on. Like he's looking at his hands and he's just like, 
I feel like he knows what's going on and he he's trying so hard to control it and he cannot. When I say not know what's going on, I mean like not know why he's like this. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not if – you've, if you've lived with I this your entire life. Oh, yeah, I think uh, he knows. He knows. He knows. He knows he had a nightmare because he's seen his mother's face again and, you know, maybe all yeah. the things that he did not realize. He knows what's going on. I feel like maybe this is I not the first time something like this ever happened. Maybe, to, maybe not to this extent, not to yeah. this extent. Well, but I feel have, like we don't have that information. And this, to me, to me, this looks like a very good example of PTSD. And he hasn't acted like he has exhibited those scenes before, except for the having trouble sleeping and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I don't know. I would be very curious to see what the takeaway from this scene was if we actually get one. We don't you don't always get like a follow-up of this, like a more explanation of this. It would be very interesting to know what his character was meant to be thinking there because I I feel like maybe I'm not explaining what I'm trying to say very well to you, but we have very different interpretations of that scene, I think. Um mm-hmm. and then we get the trailer, and of course in the trailer we get the reveal that the reason why Dynamite has feelings for Fire is because Fire saved him somehow. He had a heroic moment. Yeah, I'm super curious to know what the... I mean, it looks like we're going to get to see what the scenario is. Um, Obviously, someone was giving him a hard time or something because it looks like he's on the ground. So maybe he was like, I don't know, who knows. But the thing yeah. is, it makes sense because you often see it in media especially um when you have these like child prodigy smart kids who are aged up into environments that they're not really equipped for and so you get a lot of bullying and things like that you know older kids pushing them around things like that and so Mm -hmm. he he definitely looks like he's probably at university here but it might have been like when he's fresh fresh in the door Mm -hmm. or something or it could even have been not at the university and just someone giving him a hard time for whatever reason um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm very, very curious to see what it was, but obviously it triggered this like hero worship almost of him. Yeah. And then obviously he was observing him and he liked what he saw. So, um, it's interesting cause you know, you just sort of initially when we first were introduced to the characters and introduced to his like infatuation with fire, it just kind of looks like he thought he was cute or like whatever. And he's like kind of set his sights on him but in actual fact Mm -hmm. once again I feel like it's showing a little bit more maturity there's there's way more to it than just this surface level you know like crush or whatever so Mm -hmm. I'm very curious to see what that's all about and it's also going to be interesting too I guess for fire to see if he actually remembers you know this incident and Mm -hmm. like how he feels about the whole thing you know, um, and also to whether or not whatever happens in this that scene, if it if it's going to be something that not is repeated, but like you know we were talking before about this potential for fire to hurt him because mm-hmm. he pushes him away or does something or whatever. So it'd be interesting yeah. to see like what exactly this this scene was. Um, and it looks like we're going to get to see Fire being brave. It seems like he's going to be a little bit bold in the next episode in regards to his feelings, which is nice. And then we're going to get to look at the stars and be romantic. And I for- totally forgot about the whole episode nine thing. So, <laughs> you know, 
I mean, you never know. They're sitting there on the blanket. One of them could whip out a Scrabble board. You just never know what they're going to do. Um, <laughs> but one of the things I noticed in the trailer, like when they're sitting on the blanket outside, they're both like wearing one like AirPod or something in their ears. And I'm totally yeah. a sucker for that thing, you know, where like couples listen to music together and they share like earphones. I actually... I actually used to like it was better, in my opinion, before earbuds and like you had the cords and you were attached, so you had to sit close. <laughs> no, I'm a, I'm a sucker for that little like trope thing. I don't know why. I just have always thought it was really uh-huh. cute. So I noticed that and I was like, oh, they're going to listen to music together and look at the stars. And apparently, I would be very surprised if like Prem does. Yeah, one of them doesn't jump the other because honestly, like it's been coming. <laughs> It's been a long time coming, and it's episode nine, so why not? Yes. We need some joy before episode ten, because episode ten's our trauma, right? Unless oh, they decide to wait until episode eleven, who knows? There's there's a tendency to start trauma in episode ten. Actually, there's a tendency to introduce a little bit of trauma in every freaking episode. I know, right? Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those things. The 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 thing, the trend always used to be the cursed episode 11 but we've definitely had like an like an insurgence of trauma in episode 10 you know we had it in dangerous romance we had it in not me in 10 Um, in seven i think and also all over the place (laughs) like (laughs) But yeah, so I mean, it's yeah, it's funny. We try and seem to try and track these things, but every every now and then they like to throw us a curveball. So I don't know. We could get trauma at the end of nine, although we have sort of had that too, haven't we? Like with um, uh, dangerous romance That's nine was when they come back and they found they find no, the that was that was episode ten. In nine ended in scrubbles. Did it? Yeah. Uh, oh yes. It's not to the yeah okay sorry it's after the first bit of part one of yeah okay it's all right <laughs> but still nine of this is the scrabbles episode so. yeah nine is yeah nine is the scrabble so I will actually be some people talking about them moving too fast I will now be disappointed if they do not play scrabble yep <laughs> I'm thoroughly amused by the fact that people would be like why would they play scrabble scrabble people, <laughs> you know scrabble. You know what I mean. If you know, you know. (laughs) If you know, you know. If you don't know, you will soon. (laughs) That's right. You will soon. If they if they play Scrabble, I'll tell you. (laughs) 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 But yeah. So anyway, so it looks like it'll be a good episode for Sunday. Um, we may really need it because we don't know how (laughs) episode twelve of Last Twilight's gonna end. Um, we could be on a high or we could be like oh please we will cry no matter what yeah (laughs) we'll be traumatized no matter what traumatized yeah oh no but yeah I feel like um I feel like we we we, we'll need episode nine of cooking crush to be like a big hug for us so you know he's hoping that we get that I I I love, I really, it's really surprising me how much I'm loving both Ten and Prem's story, but also Fire and Dynamite's. So, yes, I'm, again, I'm surprised that I'm so into the, uh, the storyline, the second lead storyline. Yeah. 
So it's I'm like, really... it's the second time this is happening after Dangerous Romance. Yeah, it really. It In really... Last Twilight, I don't, I don't really consider uh, Knight and Pajai the second lead couple. There's no second lead couple in that series. It's all about day and night. I mean, day. Yeah, and, we're not. Uh, we're, I mean, they're a secondary no. couple, but we're not. We haven't really been witness to their relationship. So yeah, it's it not. It's really just count. they're there, but they're not the secondary. I don't consider them the secondary no. couple. It's just. They don't see their story. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So it's it's an interesting phenomenon that's happening because, as I said, I'm the same. I've never really had that experience. Usually, I find the secondary couples just piss me off, and I'm like, "Stop showing them! I want to see the mains," and I'm like eager eager for their scenes to end so that we can get more of the main characters. And in this, I'm quite happy to see them. Like, I, I'm really looking forward to uh, Sunday's episode, not just because of Ten and Prem and the potential of them playing Scrabble, but also because I want to know this, like, backstory for Fire and Dynamite. Like, I'm really, really curious and I can't wait to see yeah. how that all yes. pans out. Also, this I is really want to know weird... more about Dynamite. Yeah. There's this really weird clip in the trailer um where for next episode where you basically see um <clears throat> fire and dynamite and they're talking and they're wearing the same outfits that they've got in this episode and and all that sort of stuff and then there's this weird like insert of neo um wearing a different color shirt and it looks like he's looking down and smiling and i'm just like if they give us a scene with like fires uh, so with like dynamite like laying in his lap or something i'm going to die it's probably you know what it'll probably be it'll probably just be him like looking down at his phone or something (laughs) like a text message i don't know i don't know if it's because you said it and now i'm imagining it but i feel like there was a scene like this in the trailer i might be imagining it though i don't know but yeah because i'm just like what is this why 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 have i now got this desire that i need to see dynamite like laying in 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 uh, fire's lap and fire looking down at him all like lovingly i'm like we need to really watch the trailer for cooking crush yeah i feel like i might need this in my life yeah so i (laughs) yeah we haven't done that i haven't done that since the show started so i actually wouldn't be wouldn't mind watching it because we i know we've tucked we've ticked off a lot of the big scenes that we're shown in it Mm -hmm. um the ones i can remember anyway so be curious to see what's in there that we haven't seen yet if there's anything Yeah. All right. I might do that later. (laughs) So I guess this is it? It is. It is. This is it. Follow us on Twitter and Tumblr at CriticallyOBS. And you can also join. We've started a new Telegram group chat. Um, The links are on our pinned posts on both Telegram and Twitter. You can leave us messages. Come and join uh, discussions on shows that are currently airing talk with other um bl interested fans and uh, and or us um and leave your questions for our upcoming last twilight let's talk last twilight final episode podcast which is coming up very soon um so soon yeah so soon if there's anything you want us to talk about or if you've got any questions or anything like that let us know you can leave us comments um on any of the podcasts posts in the group send us an email we will you can send us an ask on spotify as well 
and we will be posting as well so you'll see the posts if you you know if you're not sure how to how to join the telegram group chat but you want to feel free to send us an ask send us an ask on tumblr or uh comment on any of our posts and we'll we'll answer you guys if you've got any questions with anything all right thank you for hanging out with us yes bye bye Thank you.